This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. It's a beautiful idea, this concept that Hashem has the power to stop. So sometimes Bozo doesn't have power to stop. He's the, he's the owner of a company, but he can't even stop the company because he knows if he stops the company, he's going to cost him a fortune. Right, so that crazy. shows by lack of stopping, he's not the boss. Person has a store, but he can't close the store. By, by not stopping, he shows he can't stop, he's not the boss. So a person's going to show that the boss, by stopping, I can stop my week because I am in control of my week. I can stop going to work because I'm in control of my work. I can stop doing these things because I'm in control of what I'm doing. A lot of people say they can't stop because they're not in control. They lost control. I can't stop going to the stores because I'm addicted to the stores. I can't stop smoking because I'm addicted to the smoking. It's amazing to see these guys years ago were addicted to smoking, but when it comes to Shabbat, they stopped. And then they couldn't stop. Stop. Like couldn't, couldn't wait for it to show up to be over. Yeah. Hours later. It's amazing how they how they could stop. It's amazing. My uncle did that. But that was power. That, that's power. That, yeah. That's control. They didn't lose control completely. Hashem has proprietorship over everything that exists. Hashem came first. He's the owner of the world. That is why it says, Koneh Shemayim Varetz. Hashem is Koneh Shemayim Varetz. He acquires the whole world. Because the one who made them, by definition, belonged to him. So we believe that Hashem is the creator, and therefore we all belong to Hashem. We're all God's creatures. Hashem created us. <coughs> so Hashem has got no beginning and no end. Or if He is the end, He is the last. He's the first and He's the last. There's no, nothing else came before Him, nothing else will come after Him. Okay, so that's the fourth, the fourth principle. Okay, now we come to the fifth principle. And the fifth principle is that Hashem is the only one it's fit to pray to. You know, it's interesting, when we pray, we're really, we're really saying we do believe in God. Yeah, why would you pray? Who are you praying to? So person prays for sure is belief that they believe in this Creator who has tremendous power and uh, can affect their lives. When a person be- prays, they are stating this as a fact. I'm praying to you because I believe you can help me. I'm praying to you because you're the only one who can help me, Hopefully. I'm praying to you because you have the power and the capacity to do. I'm praying to you because you're the boss of the world and you can change the, the, the whole outcome of what, what is going on. So this is a very powerful Animamin. And Animamin uh, You're the only one who is fitting to pray to. Hashem is the only one who is fitting to pray to. There's nothing else, no one else to fitting to pray to. And we say in Adon Olam, actually Yigda, He no Adon Olam, Lechol Lotzar. He is the master of the world. To all creatures, He will show His greatness and His kingship. So how does Hashem show His greatness and kingship? Through controlling the world. And uh, so we pray to alter, sometimes we pray to alter God's plan. Now we come to a very famous philosophical question. You know, we know that Noah never prayed. Why did Noah not pray? <coughs> Who is the first person to pray? Abraham Avinu. Where does Abraham Avinu pray? A few times. He prays, uh, number one is, uh, he prays for Saddam, which is very strange. And he prays for Ishmael. Mm-hmm. And he prays for children. Uh, so he prays a few times. He's praying, but he's praying. So what's the difference between Noah and Abraham? So you can say, in a sense, you can say Noah was on a high level. Why is Noah on a high level? Listen, listen, I accept God's decree. I'm not going to argue with God. Hashem wants to destroy the world. 
That's his boss. He's the boss. I'm going to tell him. No, I'm going to argue with him. I'm going to tell him, listen, Hashem, why do you want to destroy the world? They're such good people, such nice people. They're not nice people. Hashem, you're the boss. You do what you think is right. I'm going to argue with you. What made Avraham Avinu think that he could argue with Hashem? That's a very famous, very, very, very beautiful question. So there is a there is a, a philosopher called Rabbi Menachem Rekanati. Have you heard of him? Rabbi Menachem Rekanati. He was an Italian. He was an Italian philosopher. Rabbi Menachem Rekanati. A uh, very big Kabbalist also. And he asked that question. What gives us the power to pray? What gives a human being a power to pray? What made Abraham Avinu think he could pray? And he says amazing concept. He says, if we change ourselves to listen to God... That gives us the power to ask Hashem to change what He has in mind for us as well. Because when we change ourselves to synchronize ourselves with God's will, now we have the, the ability, the power to pray to Hashem to say, please Hashem, now you synchronize your will with my will. Where I'm synchronizing my will with your will, now you synchronize your will with my will. So that's, that's what gives us the ability. So Abraham Virus, I changed my life, Hashem, for you. I changed my life. I was meant to live in Haran. I was living with my father. I, you took me out from there. You said, Lech Lecha. You said, go to Israel. I went to Israel. I moved around. You didn't give me anything. I didn't get anything from you, Hashem. Just, yeah, I did whatever you told me to do, and I'm serving you very faithfully. Please, Hashem, now you, can you please do what I want? <laughs> it's, a, it's a very strange thing, right? It's a quid pro quo. I do what you want, Hashem. And that gives me a power now to ask you for a favor as well. If I do what you want, then I, I can ask you to do what I want. So that's what Rabbi Menachem Rekanati says. That's what Noah didn't realize. Uh, Noah could have done the same thing, but he didn't. But, you know, who's higher? Noah or Abraham? So today we know Abraham is higher. It's a higher way of living. Hashem wants us. How do we know Hashem wants us to pray? And the answer is, why did, I, why did Hashem have to tell Abraham what he's going to do? He wanted Abraham to open up his mouth and argue. It's a very interesting concept. Hashem tells Noah, I'm going to destroy the world. Why does he have to tell Noah? Why does he have to reveal his information to Noah? And the answer is, he wants Noah to say something. Yeah, but Noah wasn't Jewish. And Abraham opens his mouth. Yeah, you want to, yeah, you want to do this? It's not right, Hashem. You want to kill the righteous or the wicked? That's not you, Hashem. That's not right. That's why they do justice. So anyway, so that's a very important point, is we have the power to pray. Because we do what Hashem wants us to do, and we ask Hashem to do the same thing to us. Please, Hashem, we're doing what we want. Please try and help us as well in the same way. Because we want to do what you want. If we want to do what you want, we're on your team. If we're on your team, you've got to help us. We're on your team. So that gives us the power to ask. And we believe, this is a very powerful animamin, because we believe that we can go to Hashem straight. We don't have to go through any intermediaries. Judaism is fantastic. Why? You don't have to go to the Rebbe, you don't have to go to this one, you just go straight to Hashem and pray. So, why do people go to Rebbe? So the answer is, sometimes I pray myself and I'll get answered. So I want something a bit more powerful, someone who has a bigger connection to me. But the mitzvah is not to go to him. The mitzvah is to go to myself. The mitzvah is to pray to God yourself. The mitzvah of tefillah is mitzvah of serving Hashem. And the mitzvah of serving Hashem is a mitzvah on you. The Rebbe has no mitzvah. He has a mitzvah to pray as well. But you have a mitzvah to pray for yourself. So you, you try, and you can say, listen, Rebbe, can you help me? I'm praying as well, but some, somehow Hashem is not answering me. Maybe I have better connections to Hashem. <laughs> but we believe you don't need to go through any other third party. As soon as Christianity and Judaism, 
Judaism says you go directly to God. He's your personal God. You don't have to go and confess <coughs> to anyone. You confess straight to God. Did the Ash... Uh, the Spartans don't believe in going to a rabbi in emergency. No, I didn't say that. I said it was. I said you, a mitzvah to pray is your mitzvah to pray. If you find you're not being answered, then obviously you, I need help. You need to go to an expert. I need help. So maybe the expert will tell you how to pray. Maybe the expert will tell you to do certain mitzvot that you're not doing. Maybe the expert will tell you, listen, I see there's nothing wrong. I see Hashem. This is Hashem's way of teaching you a lesson or whatever. I know. If he knows. If he knows. But sometimes we need help. It's like help. Uh, the Gemara says an interesting line. The Gemara says, "En asir matir asurim." A person who's in jail cannot free himself from the jail. Sometimes a person is stuck in this kind of frame frame of mind that they themselves don't have the power to get out of it, and that's when we need other people to pray us to help us. So that that's that's the point where a person needs other people. When a person says, "I can't do it myself. I just see nothing's working. Nothing. I've tried my best. I'm praying. I did, 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 did. Nothing's working. I need someone else with to help me to pull me out of this rut." It's like calling the AAA. My car's broken down. I can't move myself. I tried my myself, but I can't do it. So same thing. A person with their prayers, I tried myself. But you've got to try yourself. A person doesn't try, didn't fulfill the mitzvah. And the Ramban says, the main mitzvah of tefillah is when you're in trouble. That's where the main mitzvah of tefillah is. So when you go someone else and you're not doing it yourself, you're not really doing the mitzvah. So the mitzvah is to pray yourself. And if you want, need help, go to someone else as well. As well. But not instead. It's not instead. Yeah, you've got to do it yourself. Ideally, you got to do it yourself. If you see it's not working, then you go to someone else as well. But don't forget, that someone else is not an intermediary. You don't need an intermediary. That's a very powerful idea. We don't need intermediaries. It's a direct line to God. We have a direct hotline to Hashem. It's a free call anywhere you want. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's really, we, should, we have to utilize it. So some people pray to Hashem countless times a day. Every time you, need, you feel down, you feel help, you need help, just pray, Hashem, I need you, I need you, Hashem. And you know what? Hashem loves that. Hashem says, nah, you're in touch with me. It's like a child, and the parent and the parent wants to hear from the kid. He wants to know what's going on in the kid, and he feels very close to the kid who calls all the time. And some kids only call when they need you. So, <laughs> uh, they need money or they need help. Daddy, what happened? Daddy, can you send me 100000 Yeah, sure, no problem. Okay, anytime. Yes? If a person prays and prays and it's not answered, isn't there the possibility that there's a, an expected quid pro quo and, okay, you didn't answer me, so I don't have to believe Has for shalom. Has for stupid. That's stupidity. I'm not saying it's smart, but isn't there... Sure. Sure, it leads to that. It leads to that. Some people think that way. Some people think, listen, if God doesn't answer me, why should I talk to him? Why should I bother? But the answer we have to understand, look at, look at the Sadiqim we just read about, Rachel. Rachel is praying for a kid. She's praying for a kid. She's praying for a kid. And she's not being answered. What does she do? She goes to the Gadolador. Who's the Gadolador? Yaakov Avinu. She's married to him. Husband. And what does she say? She said, do something. Give me a son. Give me a child. I'm going to die. Give me a child. Do something. And what does he say? Am I, am I God? Imagine. He's, she's going to the Rebbe. The Rebbe says, Oh my God, you're coming to me. Go back. Get out of here. Go, go pray yourself. What a kind of... <laughs> but that's the Musar. He's telling her, just keep praying. What does David Amalek says? Kavel Hashem. Trust in God. Pray to God. Chazak Harden your heart and pray again. Kavel Hashem. Chazak Kavel Hashem. Kavel Hashem. It's a cycle. Just keep on going. Because eventually the prayer will get answered. 
It's just a matter of time, that's all. Sometimes it takes a long time, but eventually the prayers will get answered, maybe in one generation, two generation, third generation. It doesn't make a difference. It's going to be answered. Those prayers, it's just the weight of prayer sometimes. It's amazing. The weight of prayers just keep building up. We don't look at it that way because it's a, it's a long-term investment. Sometimes tefillah is a long-term investment. It doesn't happen like that sometimes. Sometimes tefillah is answered straight away. Moshe Rabbeinu prays for his sister. Ana el narafan Please, Hashem, heal her, please. Seven days later, Miriam is healed. But prayers some don't, don't, like, don't always work like that. Sometimes you've got to pray, and you've got to pray, and you've got to pray, and every day you're praying and praying and praying and praying, and eventually, hopefully, something will change, hopefully. But because it doesn't work straight away, it doesn't mean it doesn't work. It's just a build up of time. Sometimes we pray, and someone else gets the benefit of that tefillah. It's, it's, we, we can't even understand what's going on. The world's above. And a person should pray a generous prayer. Uh, but we should pray the plural. That's what we do. We pray when I pray the plural. See if we are not answered, maybe someone else with that same problem will be answered somewhere in the world. And later on, a person will go to heaven and they say, listen, you may not be an answer, but so-and-so got answered through your tefillah. That's, uh, so can imagine, it says, when Sarah got answered her tefillah, she says, all the barren women in that time got answered. When she had a child, all the women who was, they all got answered at the same time. When when she had a baby, they all got babies. Amazing. So when the sadiq gets answered, they all get answered at the same time. So her prayers powered everything, not just her own baby, but her, all the other babies. Okay, we're going to stop here. We'll continue next week. The power of tefillah. Amazing. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.